0: Welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. We're happy that you taking time out of your day to download our weekly podcast and hope that it glorifies God and edifies you. And that you will tell others about us and how you found us. So our listening audience will continue to grow. It is now it became a, a worldwide audience. We pick up more and more people every day from other countries. We also encourage you to visit our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase. And there you can find links to our social media accounts on Twitter, as well as LinkedIn. And you can find a support page there, a prayer request page, and more about us and what we believe and what our goal is. Today we're going to talk about why do we believe in God? Why do we believe in God? That's a common question that Christians get from time to time. And I want to focus on a lady here in our history in America, anyway. And I'm sure there's others like her in other countries. And I know there have been people after her uh, have encouraged this idea: there is no God. Uh, Miss Madeline, uh, excuse me, Mrs. Madeline O'Hara in 1962. Uh, she will be a lady who will really be the driving force behind the ban on prayer and Bible reading in public schools. Her case will go all the way to the United States Supreme Court. And sadly, in my opinion only, uh, she wins her case. But she only really wins it in part, really. Because there are a few misunderstandings about the ruling. One is that the high court uh, only ruled that prayer could not be led by a school authority. It did not rule that students had no right to lead a prayer. The court ruled that the student who... Uh, Pray, they may pray the students can do so on their own. That was their right to do so, and it was covered by the First Amendment. Our school systems really have failed our our kids in this country in so many ways. And the school, on the other hand, I, I understand they're afraid of being sued at every turn. So they try to walk on the safe side of the line. They do not encourage God in any way including the ban on teaching on creation. Miss, uh, Mrs. O'Hare, she, she will become uh, the point person, arguing that God was the problem. What we needed to do was to get God out of the public square, basically. What is interesting is uh, there is a man by the name of William J. Murray O'Hare, and he will write a book about his life with Mrs. O'Hare. Uh, William Murray is, really was her son. And uh, was a, he was a leading atheist in America as well. And he began to read his Bible. He started looking at the evidence of existence of God. And he will finally come to the conclusion uh, that there is a God. He becomes a believer in God. And this would really upset his mother beyond words uh, that we can describe or use, the family uh, will become entirely divided. And you can read all about her. You you can find her on your favorite search engine. And there have been other people, like I said, since her in, in recent history in America who have taken their case all the way in the Supreme Court, trying to get in God we trust off of buildings and coins and whatnot. But he writes this book about why he became a believer in God and so that's going to give us again the title of today's podcast why do we believe in God and I'm going to start off in Philippians chapter 2 starting in verse 9 if you have a Bible I'd encourage you to grab it and follow along and your favorite version I generally I use the new American Standard Update but occasionally I do use the NIV or the Bible for the deaf uh, when I work with them I usually have one of those laying around close by So Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 9, says, For this reason also God highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You see, the Apostle Paul writes there, there will be a time that when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord. And this will include the tongue of of Mrs. O'Hare and all of those who reject Christ. Uh, You will do it willingly, uh, bow uh, our heads and and bend our knee and confess, or I wonder if there will be an angel with a rod that will... Make sure that your knee does go to the ground. So in today's podcast, I I want us to look at some telling evidences of God's existence. Because we live in a world uh, today that is always questioning uh, its belief in God. I want all of us to understand that we do not need to apologize to anyone for our belief in Christ. We have good solid reason to believe in God. There are many objects that reflect an intelligent design. You know, as we look at a car, a a wristwatch, even the space program, you know, it took all kinds of human intelligence to make these things and put them together. Most of these projects took years, in some cases, of many different people to make the same things. Then we look at A baby in a mother's arms and when I hear the words oh she was an accident no intelligent matter or uh, and just by chance somehow over a period of time uh, we were able to organize it and it just kinda came around when we look at a baby it is an incredible complex from the tiniest cell in the baby's body, to the external systems that allow a child to live. Sciences, they're always studying and trying to understand a human cell. How many human body functions in a certain area. But yet, we still call a child an accident or a choice. The Psalm. A writer, he would write in, in Psalm 139, verse 14 I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Listeners, we, we are wonderfully made, we are a result from an intelligent design. Two thoughts today in the podcast as we we talk about the existence of God. The first one is an intelligent design. I really think that this is the dagger into the evolutionary thought. It will destroy evolutionary thoughts as we know it. And what do I mean by an intelligent design? Well, God loves you. It is so simple and it would not happen by accident yet it was planned and designed to occur that way if you've read anything on research on the human genetics and the DNA code of who you are who I am it the the incredible complexity of that code and how exact that code really is all this has to be perfectly in place for you to be who you are and who I am then you realize without looking at its simplistic you know in comparison to in what you represent as you sit here and you listen or you're jogging uh, and listening in regards to this intelligent design as we look at the world around us we we can see for example the uh, intelligent design all around us you know i had a solar watch years ago and it, it was really neat i mean i i never had to wind it up i didn't have to buy a battery for it it keeps pretty good time it shows the date on it as well now if you would walk up to me and say, hey, that's, that's a really neat wristwatch you got that. And you say, Where you, I want one. Where did you get that? And my reply might be, well, you know what, I was digging in the backyard one day and I found it. It was just there. How many of you would really just simply believe that? This was not made or, or designed by accident. My eye doctor, uh, years ago, Steve, he he would tell you that the human eye did not happen by accident. Yet we have people who will say, uh, the watch was made by design and your eye came about by an accident. You know, your eyes can pick up more color than a camera can. Your eye can adjust faster than a, a camera can from darkness to very bright light. You have to push all these buttons on your camera to, to get it to focus. Even if it's an automatic focus, it seems to take a little longer. And then to adjust it correctly for the light. You see, your eyes uh, does this without any effort. It just naturally happens. And when you walk out of, uh, of a room, out of your home, and you go into the bright sun, your eyes will adjust basically with a snap of a finger. You don't even have to think about it or, or make any adjustments to your eyes. It, it's designed to function and adjust automatically. The design of your eyes uh, to watch people walk around is amazing. And really, I think it's still a mystery from the way the eye doctor was talking. When I and I look at my watch and, and I look up... Uh, across the room for example my my eyes focus effort there's no effort in it it just happens and to say that the design of your eyes is amazing but it just happened i find that to be very hard to accept and i really don't believe that you know the more that scientists looks at the at clear evidence they come more and more to a conclusion of an intelligent design, the more they start saying, in many ways, and many reasons, uh, we are designed. Once uh, presented, it doesn't really hold water. If you want to, you can you can go to abcnews.com. This is where I found this, and this is just a a, letter, uh, a news brief here, and it's dated back in uh, New York, December nine, two thousand four. It says a British philosophy professor who has been a leading champion of atheism for more than a half a century has changed his mind. He now believes in God more or less based off of scientific evidence and says so on a video released Thursday. Now I've never seen this video, but the article refers to it. And at age 81, after decades of insisting Belief is a mistake. Anthony Flew has concluded that some sort of intelligence or first must cause something to have created the universe. A superintelligence is the only good explanation for the origin and the complete nature. In this article, uh, basically states that Flew, the uh, scientist, Made all these comments in an interview over the telephone uh, to a reporter in New York while he was in England. This man at one time was thought as a man uh, uh, for atheism. Flew is now saying, "You must see the complexity around us." He he has admitted that there is a super intelligence. A second article from the UPI News Network, dated March 3rd, uh, 2005. There seems to be a growing consensus around the globe that godlessness is in trouble. Two developments are, are plaguing atheism these days. One is that it appears to be losing its scientific underpinnings. The other is the historical experience of hundreds of millions of people worldwide that atheists are in no position to claim the moral high ground and this is uh, written by a turkish uh, philosopher and i won't pronounce his name right uh, harem yaha uh, atheism this is a quote atheism which people have tried for hundreds of years as the way of reason and science is to proving to be more irrational and arrogance you see uh, listeners, the fact of the matter is, is that the world is not moving toward atheism. The world is moving actually in the opposite direction. And you know why? It is the evidence that God has left behind that is forcing them to bring it back. A second dagger in the uh, evolutionary thought is that I want us to think about for just a moment is, is that the theory is that you need a certain amount of parts to make something so take my watch example again that i talked about a moment ago you have two hands that will move and it will tell you the time uh, you need a face on the watch uh, there's a crystal uh, to protect the hands in the face of the watch and inside uh, there's some springs or i don't know whatever else is inside the watch that makes it tick or whatever And if you don't have all these parts needed, the watch will not function at all. Without the parts, uh, it's going to fail. You see, the watch is really, uh, there's a complexity about it. Now recall in the scripture reading that we read in in the book of Psalms that we are wonderfully and fearfully made. You know, as scientists study the human body, what they are finding is There are all kinds of examples of an intelligent design. You know, think about this. Something as simple as you cut your finger, what happens? Well, you bleed for a few moments and then the blood clots. It's a very bad thing if the blood does not start clotting. If it doesn't start clotting, you could bleed to death. If your body does not go through the correct steps for clotting, That's what's going to happen you see therefore it just really could not have evolved blood is not going to clot with uh, taking other parts of the body and the steps that were needed as science continues to look at these things uh, that simply just couldn't happen Are, are you now seeing the things like athlete flu we we need to really rethink our theories about a, de, uh, a designer or a creator. I read one time that a certain fish in the ocean could go around these poisonous jellyfish and that over time they had built this immunity up to the stings of the jellyfish. That's why they don't die. Well, that doesn't hold water either. Uh, if, you, if it's a poisonous uh, jellyfish and you get stung, you die. You do not pass your genes on once you are dead. The Apostle Paul would write in Romans chapter 1, starting verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness, of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood through what was been made, so that they are without excuse. You see, if you listen to the Apostle Paul 2,000 years ago, he had a point. Open your eyes, is what Paul is trying to say here. That's the whole point. By looking at the creation, you can see evidence clearly. And not only will you see the creator, but you will see the nature of the creator. The more complex the design it shows, uh, the more intelligent the designer is. When you look at the complexity of the universe and the more importantly, uh, the complexity of you as his creation. You are looking at an intelligent design that is beyond human understanding. That intelligence is who we are and who we should worship. Our God is the great Elohim, meaning creator. And Christ is credited with creating the entire universe and everything in it. You can read that in in John chapter 1, the the Apostle John gives credit that Christ himself is the creator of the universe. The Apostle Paul would also give the same credit that Christ is the creator in Colossians chapter 1. It should not really matter to us as believers uh, really what people work or at school might say. We should not apologize or back down from our belief in God. We have every reason for our belief in God as our Savior Christ. A belief in his power, his existence, and that he shapes and directs our lives. We have every reason to believe that Jesus walked out of that grave on the third day. The evidence of an empty tomb is overwhelming. People were willing to die to say yes. That tomb was really empty, and that's some pretty hard evidence in itself. So yes, Mrs. O'Hare, there is a God. And to those who do not believe, I certainly hope that you will open your eyes and think about there is a God. There is a creator, and he created you. I hope that if you've already committed your life to be a disciple of Christ and to be his follower, that you will continue to do so faithfully. It is not easy to be a Christian. it's, It's an everyday task, and you can't do it alone. You need Christ in your life. You need the Holy Spirit guiding you. You need to be in prayer. You need to be reading and studying his word. You need to surround yourself with good Christian people, find a congregation who teaches the complete truth of God's Word, not just a select few verses. All of Scripture is inspired. All of Scripture is good for teaching and reproofing. Without the Bible, without knowing the whole Word of God, we only know a little portion of God. And I don't know about you as a listener, but I... I find myself in the challenge to find the deepest corners of God's mind, and I can only do that by being a faithful student to the Word, being in prayer, and being around others who are like-minded. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Why do we believe in God? And yes, Mrs. O'Hare, there is a God. Please tell others about us. We encourage each day, uh, more and more listeners are, are finding our podcast, tell others about us, and we will pray for our listeners. We do every day. We pray especially for the church uh, that is persecuted around the world. Many of our listeners are coming, uh, or listening, I should say, from those parts of the world, and we are encouraged that you have taken the bold step to, to download and listen to this podcast you have any questions that you'd like to be answered on the air, we would encourage you to submit your questions at biblicalquestion.com and use the Contact Us page. There you may do so. We've had several questions in the past, and they seem to be sporadic when they come in, and that's okay. And We hope and pray again that you will tune in next week. Thank you again for your time. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.